The sports editor is really pleased to have Tionelo Mashimane with us today, one of the most committed and dedicated school grade umpires and an avid athlete, loves his running. So Tionelo, it's really good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. What was the attraction or idea behind umpiring in cricket at school level? Okay, basically, Ryan, it started off by me. I was in matric and I played um, half-day cricket, half-day other morning session or afternoon session. So what happened was uh, when we played at home at Alex, we used to have morning games or afternoon games. So I started, the way it started is that uh, I approached one of the coaches to start umpiring morning games and uh, if I could do umpiring. And then so because the games at Alex were morning games or afternoon, it was ideal for me to do an other morning game or afternoon game. And then after that, I'll go and play. So it was ideal for me. That's how I actually started umpiring while I was in metric. And um, I umpired on the 14P side. Uh, if they play the morning, I'll umpire a morning game. And then I'll go and play my afternoon game. And then if they played an afternoon game, I'll play my morning game and then move on to the afternoon game that I needed to umpire because we were using the same, they will set up the matches to be on the same field or a field across. So that's how I, I basically started the journey of umpiring. Now and I moved on from there, yeah. And then I moved on from there to club cricket and I umpired club cricket. But the, the real journey started at school level when I was umpiring, I was in matric playing uh, cricket. And you haven't looked back since. Well done, Mashimane. Brilliant. <laughs> no, I haven't really looked back yet. It's been a, a, a wonderful journey. Mm, excellent. Because you attended your first national week in 2007. And was it a moment of, yes, I've worked hard. Here we go. Now great things are going to happen. Or were you feeling a, a bit of pressure? Uh, it was a bit of both because um, I actually wasn't ready to go to a national tournament for within two years. I've started umpiring because I started umpiring in 2005 for officially through the union and having passed my exams and gone through the procedure. So it was a, it was a bit of both. It was a bit of unexpected, but at the same time, I did feel a little bit of pressure because it was a national week. But however, um, my choice to go to the, my first national tournament was made easier for me because I actually had a choice to either go to under 13 week or girls under 19 week. And normally you don't, normally don't get a choice. You normally get told to get to a tournament. But fortunately, I think my, my, my first tournament was made a little bit easier for me because I was sort of put in luck to where I'm going to go. So and I had a choice. And I remember um, uh, Cora Taylor at the time, my president at the time of Umpires Association, uh, said to me, um, well, do you want to go to, to Lego Boys or do you want to go to the Big Girls? <laughs> so I have not umpired, have, have umpired a lot of boys matches. So I just thought to myself that, let me put myself under pressure and go to a girls tournament because that was my fixed exposure to girls cricket. I've never umpired girls cricket. I've never seen girls cricket being played. So I just made a choice, uh, challenged myself to go to a girls tournament. Now that's very good. 
15 years then of umpiring that that absolutely amazing so then the two words come to my mind is is commitment and dedication um, and just you know what's been the force behind you to be so committed to cricket umpiring so to say well Ryan, i think firstly obviously it's a passion of the game that i have so much for the game ever since i, I played cricket i coached cricket through coaching my playing experiences, through being involved in cricket. First thing is, our, I'm very passionate about the game of cricket. I love my, my cricket. And, um, and also, having worked with the people, quality coaches that I've worked through with, and also uh, players as well. And never forgetting the players do have a, a role in your umpiring career, whether you like it or not. And a lot of people tend to neglect that. So. Having, having worked with quality coaches, experienced coaches, experienced players, and also the services that have been being awarded at the schools, at school level, the facilities that I go to, places like St. Charles College, Makalaus, Marsburg College, and Hilton College here in KwaZulu-Natal and throughout KZN, and, and also all the facilities throughout the country. I've been, I think, some of the work behind the scenes that has been put up by the coaches, but by the players, is the what has driven me to be committed in my umpiring as well, making sure that I put in the work, I prepare well, and you know, irrespective of the game, of the level of game, whether it's an dating game or a face team level, it doesn't matter. To me, everybody's on the same level. So that's, that's what driven me to be so committed as well and dedicated to my umpiring career. Well, Mashemane, I'm sure when they see you strolling down the steps, they make sure those pitches are on top niche, top, because they know you don't accept any nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, they, 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 they know the true story. If, if, they, if they want the LBWs, they want the go their way. You know, let's talk about LBW, the technical low 36. You know, but anyway, anything technical, they want it right for themselves. You know, they know what to do. And I've always, I always respected the groundsmen and the staff people who prepare these wickets for the boys and the players. It's a lot of work and I intend to engage with them as well. You know, trying to understand their work behind the scenes because I can, it will make my work better as well. So it's a, it's a communication with everyone, even the ground staff as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And Masha, you've obviously, you know, umpired many first team games, you know, around the country. Yes. Um, but yes. I'm sure you've seen some intense matches as well. Could you tell us uh, yes. one where it's, where it's really been an intense match, perhaps going down to like the last ball of the over or one wicket or maybe a controversial call somewhere down the line? Could you tell us sort of an intense game you've experienced, but you actually enjoyed? Well, actually, the matches that I always look forward to is the Hilton and Makalas derby. That's always a big game of the season, whether you're umpiring at Makalas or at Hilton. Uh, the home team always want to go for a win. So you go there knowing that, you know, this is a derby game, irrespective of how many times they've played each other. It's always going to be a derby game. So, and the parents are there are watching the, the, you know, you get served with good meals and treatments and everything like that. But Hilton and Makalas, game, I've had a couple of um, close 
calls there when the game is going to the wire, especially when you're playing at the Hilton, weather conditions, you know, the lights are coming to a factor, yeah. you know, and the guys are on the brink of a win, yeah? And what do you do? Do you call them off for bad luck? Because the umpires now, you, they can call them back for bad luck. It's not up to the batsman anymore or the players anymore. It's the umpire you make the call. So you have to make a, a very a neutral call there uh, when it comes to that. And then other game run, um, whenever you, whenever I've umpired at Goldstones, Marisbeck College, whoa, sure. it's, a, it's a hit. You have to be prepared. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about Goldstones. Yes. And uh, every time you go to Goldstones, the home of Marisbeck College, um, the, the vibe over there from the form ball one, when Marisbeck College bowls, they've got this heat factor to the guards, to the opponents, opposition, into their face, you know, trying to put them under pressure. So you have to be on top of your game. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I am part of Marisbeck College, um, I've always looked forward to it. And you know, and uh, it's a really, it's a really special place, Goldstones. I've had some uh, special memories umpiring at Goldstones. I don't know how many matches I've umpired there, but I've had some good memories. And we've had all weather conditions. And yes, I've had some good memories with the coaches shutting each other, coaches under pressure, players under pressure, both the host and you know, I've had all that, but. Every time you go to Goldstones, you know, you know that you're going to be in for a very good match yeah. and you need to be on top of the game as an umpire. But Mashimani, you so always... So those two places... Sorry? You're always on top of your game. I don't even know what you're worrying about. You've never had a bad game in your life. Uh, I've tried always to be on top of my game, but yeah, you always get torches and stuff like that. But, you know... You always have to go there, prepare yourself, irrespective of how many games you've umpired or I've umpired personally. I always go there as if it's my first one. So, because you don't know what to expect. You know, last week you can be umpiring Goldstones last week, then you come back in two weeks' time, you see a different game. Maybe college could be struggling at home, at the home games because they have some struggles as well. So. You never know what to expect. And that's a lovely thing about school cricket. Mm, mm, no, definitely. I think we're very sports for choice. Like you said, there's some quality schools, quality grounds. We're very, very lucky in this country. But there's also a lot of festivals that take place, you know, throughout the, the country. There's some big ones that take place. Which tournament do you really enjoy the most? Out of all the tournaments that have Vampire National Tournaments run, the one tournament for me that has stood out is the under-17 tournament, okay. boys tournament. And the reason I say under-17 boys tournament is because it's actually a, a step up for the guys, for the players to move on, on to the under-19 level. That's when, that's when they, they can start a, a benchmark for them to sort of look at where the, their carries are, go, are going and have they got potential to go to an Atlantic level and then step up to the academies and stuff like that. So for me, on a 17 week, um, where I've been there three times, um, one in Grahamstown, one in um, Austron, Otswan, and then one in Cape Town, the boys tournament, boys and a 17 tournament for me is the one that I always look forward to because that's where you start seeing the talent 
of the cricketers where they're going with their careers. You can see that, okay, this guy's got potential uh, of being a great bowler, great batsman, or great bowler, and he's got potential to go to under 19. And fortunately, they know that's a step up. The Kamajola week is a stepping stone for them. So mm. under 17 week for me is the really special tournament because that's where the guideline of a career of a cricketer um, would, would start to go. You know, in terms of direction. Absolutely. Of their yeah. career. Yeah, and I just want to add one little thing as well. I think Michaelmas week is a fantastic week. Sad that it didn't happen this year. That is also a fantastic yeah. cricket week. I really enjoy watching that cricket. That, that's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, for sure, yes. But Sibs, we're going to throw away the cricket bats and gloves now and talk about running. We're going to put on the running shoes. Right, you're ready to go. On your mask, you're sitting, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> running is, is you, you've done jolly well. If we look at your CV, impressive. Really, really impressive. Especially when you've come first, second, etc., etc., the different races that you've done. Um, was it something that you just started to just stay fit and it just sort of grew on you? Uh, my running career, actually, in my school career, I've never, I was never a serious runner at school, but I've always participated at, um, at events such as house events, athletics events, and also cross country. Just to participate um, as a, for, to gain house points, it was sort of almost like a team effort. And then, it's sort of, during my high school career, it sort of grew me when there's a particular story, special story, that I, and I still share the special story. When um, my mother went and did a run, a fun run, 5K fun run, and she came back with a, a medal. She didn't tell anyone, she came back with a medal. And then there I was waking up Sunday morning, going through the dining room, and I see a medal on a table. And I thought, okay, where did this medal come from? Test to do run. And my mother said, she told, you know, she went in for a run or a fun run, you know, just down the road, a 5K, and they came back with a meal. And then I said, whoa, I was really inspired by her at that age to go and do a run and come back with a medal. And that really inspired me to take up, to say that, you know, if my mother can do it, I can really do it as well. Because she's always been a sporting person in a younger career, in a runner. So that particular race where she came and came back with a medal, that's really stepped it up to me to grow, to, to take it more on a serious note, on a serious mm -hmm. level. That's how it's actually my running journey started. Excellent. Like I mentioned earlier, you've had a lot of achievements, but I always think it's special to you know, participate in the Commons Marathon. You've done 11 of them. Incredible. Yes. Are you going to try and run that event for as, as long as possible, as often as possible? Most definitely run Commerce Marathon for me. It's the passionate race I have out of all races, just because it's had a, a special history here in KZN, especially in Marisbeck, because the first race was run mm. in Marisbeck, 1921. So Commerce Marathon for me, it's always, it's got a special heart. Um, and I've ran 11 consecutive comrades and I've finished all of them. <laughs> and I definitely want to plan to run many, many more uh, to come. And if a 70-year-old a can finish a comrade, why can't I? I'm only 40 years old, so 
I, I suppose I've got many running, running managers left in my career. And definitely, I still got special milestones that I would like to achieve through the comrades and also through my running career. But definitely, comrades, I want to run, to run as many as possible as I can. Mm. 40 and still looking very fresh. <laughs> we know that, I mean, the Comrades Marathon takes a lot out of you. It's really, it's a serious effort. But your best time of 7 hours 51 is, is remarkable. It's really good. Um, aiming to beat that? Or are you happy with probably, that's probably your best time and you're just going to keep running the Comrades Marathon and do as well as you can? And um, look at my best time, 751, when I ran in 2012. I actually didn't realize that it was quite fast at the moment because it was, it was only my third comrades. But having attempted a couple of runs, a couple of comrades marathon, I did a 755 up run in 2015, and I did a 756 down run again in 2014. Uh, I did realize that there is a potential to run a little bit faster and because I would like to achieve a silver medal. That is one of my dreams um, in my comrades career that I would like to achieve, which is a sub 730. So I think I'm capable of doing it with the right guidance and maybe following the right program and also um, getting probably a personal coach because I've never worked with a coach in my wow. ever ever okay. i've always coached myself i've always received tips from different people but i've never actually worked with a, a personal coach so definitely i think i will look into probably want to achieve that silver medal and because it's one of my dreams that i would like to achieve at comrades mm, mm, mm. excellent excellent well i think you you're gonna do it because you've got such the right approach and such a positive attitude I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> I'll give you, you the first one to know. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you've also done a lot of domestic races and I see you, you're there with Hollywood's Athletics uh, Club outfit there looking very, very neat, very snazzy. Yeah. Looks lovely. <laughs> Which domestic race um, do you really enjoy and do you feel that you get the most out of you? Well, it's um, here in Kelly in Marsberg, in our city, the real uh, race that gets you a test of fitness here is the um, Mandela Marathon, which is one of the toughest races. Uh, it started at Mbali and it goes finished up at Tweedy at the Capture Sat, and it's got some very hilly routes. So for me, if I run that race run, it's one race that will test my ability, test my endurance, and test my capability of how fast can I go. And actually, there was a time where in 2014, where I ran, when I decided to run that race, to race that whole race hard, and my target at that time was 3.15 that I wanted to target that race because it's a very tough race. It's got a hilly route through sweet waters in Hilton, you know, Maryville. There's a lot of hills. And we, preparation for that race, Ryan, we actually, with my training group at the time, 
um, which was led by uh, a good friend of mine who is also a very good runner, Zondi. Um, we actually prepared for that race for two months. And once one particular focus point that we focused on was to do hill repeats on a Monday, on a Monday afternoon. And we did hill repeats. That was the main focus to prepare for the race. And we did hill repeats. And on Monday afternoon, um, you know, that was the secret behind it. And I went and ran, when I went to run that race, my target was 3.15, I was well prepared, I was in good shape. And I got, I got a, a finish of 3.11. And, and I was really very happy with my performances. And that just showed me that, you know, if you prepare very well for a race or for a particular race, irrespective of the conditions, irrespective of the routes, you can achieve your goal. Because I had a goal of 3.15, but I, I got 3.11. And I was really very happy with that particular race. And to share a story there also, I, I had a moment where I had... I was running with the first lady, Yvette Van Zell, during that race. And I said to myself, if I stuck it out, I know she's going to leave me behind, but if I stuck it out today for a couple of kilometers, I will get my target. Mm, mm. And then she left me in the dust in the struggle hall, and then there I was falling a shadow. <laughs> but I got my target. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was going to ask that... Um, You've actually answered this question already. Do you, know, do, you, do you set goals for your race? And you obviously do set goals. But again, that's just such an important aspect because if, you, if you've got something to train towards, and like you said, when you did better there, you got 311 instead of 315, that just adds more to the Like, yes, you see, uh, it's paying off. All this hard work is paying off. And I think that just inspires you to keep doing, keep doing, keep growing. It's, it's really, really good. Really, really good. And a, a few years no, ago, no, that is true, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I always set my goals in every single race that I do, every single training session that I do, especially a particular race. I always go to a race with goal-oriented what I want to achieve in a race, whether I'm going for time or what I want to using it as a training run. I always make sure that I go to a race goal-oriented because it's very important because it's giving me something uh, to focus on. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And a few years back, you were involved in the, the Go Green campaign. Are you still involved in that or something similar like that? Go Green campaign, I'm no longer involved uh, as such, but I do still support the Go Green campaign. It's still going, it's still going on. And uh, in particularly in, um, in races, big races, like your two oceans, and your comrades marathon, uh, and some of the local races where you saw Gold Green campaign are still supporting. Because when I was when I first got involved with the Gold Green campaign, I was asked to be um, sort of a, a bus driver for a particular team. We were I think there was about six of us, and then obviously the whole campaign was going about upcycling, recycling, you know, you know, and stuff like that. So. I'm still, I still support the, the campaign in races because there are some race organizers who carry on with the Gold Green campaign who actually preach to the runners out there that, you know, run with the sachet, carry a sheep and throw it in the bin 
because that's what Go Green campaign is all about. Mm. So it's still going on. I still do support it because uh, when I got first involved in hand, I really understood the the purpose of it, and I always support it in my running. Excellent, excellent. And it's good for the running in the running community. It's something that we need in running communities. Absolutely. Um, and and final question with regards to running: Do you run with your cap on or off? I run with my cap on all the time. I wonder why. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keep joking. focused. I'm joking. It helps you keep focused. It's good. It's good. <laughs> but we we here to talk about something that that's really I think important to you and means a lot to you. Something that you started off recently. You started off your own business. And um, could you tell us more about it? How did it start? What what's your aim and objective? Okay. Um... I've just recently started opening up my own business. It's called Mashimani Sports Consultant. Basically, um, the drive behind it is I've always wanted to do to do something in a business, but turn passion into a business. And one of the how it started is just during lockdown, and when we were while we were still in lockdown, and then I started, and then I went through the process of. Starting the processes, going through the business, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to start off, and everything like that. So the main core of the business is mainly focusing on on running and providing consultation and providing training programs and providing private coaching because there's always a, there's there's a big market in running where people always need advice, always need help, and how to go about. They need they tend to go to experienced runners and I've always come across a lot of people who always seek advice and me as well I've always seek advice to other people you know and also the way it started is that basically I wanted to have a business where I can help people with basic information on training programs and just giving them basic knowledge because People out there do tend to struggle to put out a training program. They don't have a consistent program mm. to follow. Mm. They sort of on and off, you know. Whereas, and also focus on consultation and focus what did what is their need, what do they want to focus on. On that's where the consultation comes part, and then the training program, which is a big factor, where you need to have a training program to follow on a consistent basis, you know, to achieve your goal. So, and also obviously some people will need private coaching. So basically that's my main call of the business, but it also does involve, although I'm focused a lot in running, coaching running my business, but I do also will provide services in cricket and also hockey because, and because those are the sports I play, those are the sports I play mm. and I've got experience in, I've coached them. Uh, for qualifications behind them, and so cricket coaching will always be part is my business, coaching business for those who need coaching services, and also a way that a young school a kid they need to sharpen up their skills. I just got basic skills that I can coach them, and same goes with the hockey. So, but my main core of the business is obviously into running. Excellent, and well, the sure. business open up. Recently in September, I've opened it up in September, and at the moment I'm putting everything in, in base. And 
with all races going next year, it should be the full force should be started next year when the races start again and we get back everything into the momentum. So I'm really looking forward to to learn about my business and also to help those who need my services. And yeah, definitely I'm certainly looking forward to it. Well, you're one of the nicest guys I've ever come across. I'm I'm really sure that people will get the most out of out of their time with you because yeah, it's it, it's a, a it benefits both sides because you really are good at what you do and you love it. You're enthusiastic, so it's a win-win situation. That's what I'm trying to say. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. No, no, thank you. It's you know often people you got to do these things and they don't always um, think that it can actually work and then it does and that's why you got to keep doing it. So don't, don't ever give up. Um, you know, so you just got to take a risk and you'll be surprised what this could come to. So yeah, don't give up. <laughs> Most definitely, Ryan. It's uh, been a dream of mine, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, excellent. Um, you know, what I find amazing about you is that you do all the sport that you do and you still have this huge smile on your face. How do you do it? Uh, I get that question all the time, Brian. And people see me dancing in races while I'm running. People see me dancing at the finish line after having run 42 kilometers or having run comrades or any respective distance having fun. For me, it's all about the passion I have for the sports. Like I said, it's all starts with the passion. And also, I love what I do. Mm. And I love inspiring people. And I really love, I'm a people's person, and I love inspiring people out there with my performances. Just for them to realize that they can make it work for themselves as well. You can go and run your first marathon. You might not run comrades, but you can go and run your first 21K, or you can run, go and run your first 10 kilometers. You know, it's all about inspiring people and also just to enjoy what to do all the time, irrespective of what challenges you come across. You know, I've come across so many challenges in, in my running career, in my umpiring career as well. But one thing that um, I always preach to my athletes that I coach and to the message that I share out there is, is passion. And you have to be consistent in all that you do. That is my philosophy in, in life. You have to be consistent. And also managing yourself. Uh, uh, I find myself always having my diary everywhere I go. Um, I write down how I manage, how you ask me how I manage my time in between the sports, the cricket, and umpiring, you have to go and train. It all goes down to time management. And also it goes down mm. to knowing what you set yourself, how you get there, what the plans, if you really believe that I can go and run a marathon tomorrow, having umpired the whole day of Saturday and getting up on Sunday morning, you will go and run and still perform at your best because mm. everything is planned, everything is diarized, and you just have to put it into plan. And that's for me. I, I love. I'm a person who loves planning ahead uh, for anything. Uh, whether it's going for cricket matches, I'll yeah, my schedule for races for the month, I'll know in advance because I, wa I want to know what I work towards to. And, and I think that's 
that's what has made me being so successful in what I've achieved. And, uh, and, I've, had, and I've had a lot of supporting structure, my family, uh, my friends, my running colleagues, training partners, the coaches, you name it. Everyone who has been part of my running journey and umpiring journey, they've really inspired me and they keep on following me. And, and that's what it goes down to, time management, consistency and, and passion to what you, you really want to do. <laughs> that is my favorite of life. Well, it's a very good one because you need to have passion. I was in, what are you doing? So it's, it's very good, Sibs. Lovely summary there. Excellent stuff. <laughs> well, we want to wish you well on your venture. It's a lot of hard work, but I know you're prepared to put on hard work. If you can run 11 comrades marathons, you can definitely get stuck in and, and make your, your, your business a success. So waiting to hear how things go. And yeah, we must keep tabs and want to wish you well, Sibs. It's been really great to chat to you. No, thanks very much, Ryan, for having me again. And like I said, I've got the year has been a challenging one, but at the same time, abolition is a positive because I've managed to uh, open my own business during this COVID struggle mm. and during these difficult times. And I never lost sight of it. And it never disturbed me. And irrespective of the challenge that we faced in our lives, but one thing that's I want to share is that if you are passionate, if you are consistent, and if you love what you're doing, you will achieve and go across those bridges and achieve your goals. So I'm looking forward to 2021 and it's gonna be a great year. Thanks very much for hosting me and keep what you're doing best. I love your show and I'll be following you closely all the time. Thanks very much for having me, Ryan. No, thank you for being on the show. And, and um, I always like hearing stories like this where guys are, are trying their best to, to make things work. And like I said, they're taking caution, they're throwing caution to the wind and they're backing themselves. And I think it's so important that we help each other. Just by talking, creating awareness, let's help each other. Let's build each other up. So it's, it's very important. So it's great. Thanks for your support. And we're supporting you all the way. Sports editor, I'm behind you. Thanks very much, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, Machine. We'll be in touch. Yeah, definitely. Football. Your, your business is on Facebook, Thanks eh? very much. Yeah, I've got a... People can follow me on Facebook. Okay. And Perfect. also on Instagram. Okay, great. And they can touch with me by email. And yeah, they'll, they'll get me on a telephone as well. But it's up and running. Email, Facebook. Instagram, yeah, it's all up there, but it's, it's really going to really kick off from next year. No, excellent, excellent, Mashi. Keep up the great work, my man. Thanks very much, Ryan. You to raise the finger once in a while, huh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that. I'll uh, remember that, you, Mashi. I'm teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, my man. Thanks, Ryan. Go well. Cheers, man. Keep up. All right, bye. bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.